welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Now, Julie has been on our show before, I think probably pre-COVID, which seems like a lifetime away. And there's been lots of wonderful developments. But listen, I want everybody to know that there's really one very selfish goal that I have for all of you listening to this, which is that you are going to change your mind about two things. Number one, how important it is to ask your clients for feedback about how you're doing. And then the other thing is, getting feedback or at least getting input about how your clients are feeling. These are two things that so many of you just sit in these bubbles in your offices all by yourself and you think things are all rosy. And then when somebody leaves you, you're like, I have no idea. I never knew. Guess what? Julie has an amazing tool we're going to talk about on how you can help glean that information in a very palatable, easy way from your clients. And then we're also going to talk about really what that does for you. So Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to see you again. It is. It's always nice. You are like my data slash questionnaire slash reality hero of mine in this industry. So I'm always happy. That's what we do. All right. Just very briefly, if somebody hadn't heard the previous show, which was like episode 200 and something, would you mind just telling a little bit about what your organization is and who you serve? Yeah, absolutely. So we work entirely with financial advisors, individuals, and firms, and we really have one goal, and that is ultimately to help advisors to connect at a much deeper level with prospects and clients so that they can achieve personalized engagement at scale and drive referrals. And so how long have you been doing this? 100 years. No. In various iterations over 25 years, it's evolved, of course, as we do, but really I've been focused with these people and on that topic for a very long time. I was introduced to you in 2007 when I worked for Peak, which is now called Carson Consulting or Carson Coaching, and uh, and I was absolutely floored by what you had back then, and you have had so many iterations and it's getting even better. Okay. Why do you think advisors are so afraid to ask? Oh, we don't want to hear the answers or we don't know what to do with the answers. And that might be two different things. So you mentioned both feedback and input in your intro. And I think that's a really important distinction, first of all. Feedback is really about how am I doing as an advisor, right? Am I delivering? Are you satisfied with what I'm doing? Input is more about how the client's doing, right? What are they feeling? How do they think about their future? It's about more emotional sides of things. And both of those things, I think, can be a little scary. What if I, a client isn't satisfied? How do I respond to that? Or God forbid they actually tell me how they're feeling and I need to respond to that. And you, look, we don't, we're unapologetic about that because I think we just need to do it, but it can be scary. Answer those questions because that's the crux, right? So somebody comes back after you you provide your service, the engagement engine to a financial advisor. And what happens when they get stuff back that's how? 
first of all, there's not a lot of it, which I find interesting because in our industry, we veer toward the type A. Is that fair to say? And But what's interesting about that that this personality is somehow we think things are worse than they are. Clients are actually incredibly satisfied in this industry. So there's almost never really bad feedback because look, if there was, I'll bet you knew about it before you ever asked that question. Clients are very good at sharing that. Really what tends to happen is more nuanced. Maybe a client is feeling a bit neutral about the relationship. That's something to lean into. Maybe when they're thinking about their financial future, they're still feeling a little unsure despite the fact that there's a plan in place. Those to me are engagement opportunities. It's not terrible, but it's a huge opportunity. Let's talk about the difference then between a great client experience and driving deeper engagement. Where I think the difference is, and they're both important, I think, it's not either or, but to me, an experience, a good or a great experience is really about meeting expectations or exceeding expectations on core service elements. So when you ask clients, as we do in our research, what's most important to you, they'll talk about responsiveness and knowledge and ethics and trust and all of those sorts of things. My advisor meets with me often enough. They understand me, all of that. As long as we're delivering on that, clients will be satisfied. That will be a good experience. In my mind, engagement is about going beyond that and creating a different kind of experience that reflects how people are really feeling, their needs, their challenges, their fears, their aspirations. And that takes us a little deeper and it takes us in a bit of a different direction than just, are we meeting often enough? Advisors have said, since I've started in this industry, that a lot of the meeting is a lot more of a sharing session, hopes and dreams. It's not generally about the hardcore aspects of the financial plan or what's going on in the market. Split that out a little bit more, because I think when advisors think of great client experience, they lump all of that together. Or am I off? I could be way off on that. So what do you think? No, I think you're right. I mean, we I would say more veer toward Am I meeting often enough? If you call, do we get back to you? Are we just like basic service? There's definitely a group of advisors, and that's why we love this industry, who go deeper, who really take the time to understand how their clients are feeling. I think that is different than experience. And I think the key is to get intentional about that side of things rather than just letting it happen if it comes up. That's our What happens if a, a group of clients, uh, let's say it's a, a nice number, want the advisor to evolve? How often do you see that? And what has your research shown that clients really truly want from advisors and maybe force that evolution specifically? What's interesting to me is if we look at experience where we're seeing that evolution being forced is in things like digital. I, I want Zoom. I want different ways of meeting. I want the things that we all know, but where some are still struggling with. When it comes to engagement, it's a slightly different story, I think, because in a way, we don't even know what we're missing until somebody leans in and actually asks us the right questions. 
And that's why satisfaction is so high because we're ticking all the boxes in terms of service. But then you sit down with an advisor who takes it in a different direction, who maybe engages you and your partner or spouse more effectively, who teases out and gives you space to actually think about how you're feeling. Very different experience, but I might not have asked for that coming in. Teach the advisors how to lean into that a little bit more. We do, what we've tried to do is create tools to make it more effective and efficient. I happen to think that advisors largely do have this superpower and that they are great at connection. I would never stand up and say, I'm going to teach you how to connect. There are others who do that very well. When the problems we were actually trying to solve and we do in our business day to day is to say, how can we actually use technology to unleash those superpowers more consistently and more efficiently? So we're more about how can we create a situation where the minute you sit down with your client, you already know what's on their mind. So you can get straight to the heart of the conversation rather than having to spend a lot of time teasing that out. So I have to challenge you on this because you, wow, did you just open a huge can of worms in my brain? I don't know if you can hear them squirming around in there, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's what that is. It's the worms. Um, <laughs> okay. So how do you do what you just said though? Julia, how, organizationally, how does an advisor take the output from what you guys have this engagement engine and implement it into what they do every day? That's just. It, for sure. And it's, it's not that complex in a way. What we've tried to do is say, how can we, first of all, let me step back. Cause again, one of the, one of the challenges I think we have with all of this kind of, and I'm going to call it data, right? I'm really talking about sentiments, confidence, outlook, perspectives, feelings, all of that. The challenge with that kind of data is that first of all, it's very fluid, right? Like I feel different right this minute than I did at breakfast. Just telling you, because I'm talking to you. It's much better now, but it's, it can be fluid. It definitely differs within couples, right? The way my husband and I feel can be completely different when we look forward. And you can't go into your CRM and just pull up information on how I'm feeling, right? It doesn't exist. It sits in my heart and it sits in my mind. And so that's the fundamental challenge. And so what we've tried to say to advisors is, look, this is the stuff that you work with when you're meeting with a client, but could we invite them before they come in for a review meeting with some clever questions to talk a little bit about how they're thinking, looking forward, what's on their mind? Can we bring that data together for couples? And then what, can we unearth the opportunities for you to engage by looking at how they've responded. So it's all about implementing the voice of the client, if you will, not just in a survey, which we think is still a really important process, but at every stage of the client journey. I actually, I had no idea that, that was part of your model. That's, it's a, and I'm hoping that the listeners there had that go. level of, a, of an epiphany. <laughs> We, you advisors, you go in blind to these client meetings, especially they only meet with them. Some of them only meet with them once a year. And what you do, what do you know? Let's talk about the questions though, because this is one of the things that I just absolutely love about you is how you word things to increase engagement 
do you, how do you do that? Look, I'll give you one of the most fundamental rules when I think it comes to this. And it's one, a mistake I think a lot of us make, especially if we're doing surveys or polling. We think clients are able to articulate what they need in a much better way than they are. So we'll work, for example, if we're talking to a firm about maybe evolving their client experience, then they'll say, and look, I get it because this is what they think about. I want to know exactly what they want to know about. I want to know, do they prefer paper? Do they want quarterly? What time of day would they prefer that? What The problem is, people, I don't know. Or we ask about tech tools and nobody can answer these questions. All they can tell you is what they're trying to achieve. So if I said, I would like to make it much more efficient to book a meeting, like I'd like to reduce the time, then implement Calendly. But don't ask me, would I like a technology tool that allows me to go in and pick a time? So just let's hone it. So I think that applies when we're talking about feelings as well. If we sat down with a client, for example, and said, tell me, how confident are you feeling about your financial future? They might go, yeah, not too bad. Things are fine. And they'd move on. However, if we asked them to rate just a few statements about their sense of control and reaching their goals? Do they feel confident they'll reach those goals? Are they clear about them? Those things come together to give you a snapshot of confidence. So we rely less on the client's ability to articulate those things specifically. It's the advisor's job to look at those scores and go, okay, I'm going I'm to double click on that a little bit and say, what's happening here? Something's going on. So yeah, when we look at confidence, we look at concerns, just what's on their mind, what's keeping them up at night. We look at that with couples. Is the plan really aligned with what's important to them? What are they worried about when they think about their kids? What are some of the goals? Here, I'll tell you a data point. Just I haven't published any of this, so we're just doing it. We learned from our recent investor data that about 40% of clients don't share their non-financial goals with their advisor. 40. And that could just be, I want to spend more time with family. I want new experiences. I want new skills, whatever. They're not. And it's probably because we're not opening up that conversation. We're so hyper-focused on the plan. And it's not always about that. Yeah. How do we get there? The step number one, obviously, is ask with a tool that that seems to be wonderfully integratable into CRMs. So does what you output integrate? Yeah, we're working with a lot of firms. We built our tech as a standalone first, as you do, to figure all of that out. And then, yeah, and then we're working with firms on how can we pull agendas into the CRM and see that data and look at it across the journey because you were talking about clients, but everything that we're talking about applies to prospects as well. When you think about it, like having better conversations, engaging with leads, this world <laughs> better than anyone. And I think that's a, it's the same question and the same answer applied to a different stage in the journey. Hey, it's Matt jumping in for a second. Are you an advisor who wants to go from being the seeker of clients to being sought after? Then influence is your answer. It's the only marketing that's left for today's advisors. If you want to know how much influence you have right now and how to get more of it, take our free five-minute test and get your influence scorecard. Just go to proudmouth.com to start. Mm -hmm. 
something that I was always really impressed with is how this line of questioning, especially when it comes to feelings, not just feedback, can really show advisors a lot of new opportunities to maybe potentially write new business with existing clients or even open up a door for referrals even more. Would you mind talking a little bit about that, please? Yeah, it's on the referral side, I think that the very process of inviting these questions and sharing content on things that matter, all of that feeds into referrals. When we're talking to advisors who are gathering input from clients, we're always encouraging them to say, look, what are you interested in or what are you concerned about? Because to me, that's going to drive shareable content which will drive referrals. So if I tell you, look, I think the plan is good, but I'm just worried about my son making good financial decisions. I've got a 13-year-old. I think you've gone through this (laughs) a little while ago. And now if you shared content with me on how to talk to him about those issues, I'm not only going to value that, I'm going to share that with the parent group. And that's what we want to have. So I think that's the connection to referral growth beyond just uncovering referral opportunities. We still see about a third of clients saying they've referred and advisors telling us they didn't meet most of those people. So I still think we've got a massive opportunity there. Part of it is that a lot of the advisors don't have the social proof to support that referral. You and I have talked about that in the past. Bill Cates and I have talked about that in the past. One of the reasons why content marketing is so vitally important is then you have the social proof. So Julie introduces me to Jane and Jane wants to look me up to see if what Julie's saying is correct. But there's another piece of that I think is really fantastic, which is asking these questions and doing it on a regular basis is actually a great way for you to create content. And the other neat thing is you have statistics. So you actually provide the advisor with stuff. So let's just say an advisor wants to do an entire video series on what they learned, right? That their clients need. The clients will then feel that they're being listened to because there's outward facing content that supports their concerns. And that could open. I love the idea of that mom sharing it with her mom's group. But if you don't have that piece to share, it's probably not going to land because nobody calls. Yeah, nobody calls their guy anymore. I just I want to continue to talk a little bit about opportunity because this is a marketing focused podcast and somebody we're halfway through the show right now. and They're like, how do we use this for marketing? We just open that door. So let's talk a little bit more about how you can use the information that you have to because great marketing engages existing clients, but also engages prospects. So what have you found with any of that? To some extent, it just sounds basic, picking up on what you said. If we can have better data on the concerns that people have, and look, we're talking about data. Advisors have access to their own clients. So that's data. What are your top three concerns? And then look at that for your particular niche as well. So if you know that the pre-retirees are hyper-focused on certain issues, like you said, there's some incredible content there. So we can connect the two. The other thing I think that we can do is use some of these techniques to engage with leads and with prospects in a different way. So if I went to visit a website of a service I was considering, if I wasn't ready in the moment, I might read about it and leave. And maybe there's a lead magnet on there. If it's really good, that's great because then I'll leave my information. 
we've been really looking at some use cases around, but what if you said on your site, hey, just take some time to answer these questions and we're going to send you a great report that will help you think about defining a vision for that time you, when you retire. In a way, you're still capturing input, but you're doing it in a way that adds value to them. So that's where engagement comes in. It's not just that I thought your content looked good. Get me to communicate with you. And now we've got something. So let's talk a little bit about how does an advisor integrate something like the engagement engine in that situation? So there's a few use cases. We've built assessments. Let me give you a specific example because I think it's easier. We have some clients who have different niche markets. There's one who work with medical professionals and business owners, for example. On the website, you could go to a link that says, hey, welcome medical professional. We know that the top three issues for medical professionals are boom. If you'd like to assess how prepared you are for the future, just click here. So really all you're doing is clicking on a link that takes you to an assessment. The key, I think, is to always give their partner or spouse the opportunity to do it as well. So we've actually built in workflows where if I say I want to do this, I can invite my partner at the same time and it's going to bring that data together. So that would be a a simple use case. I answer the questions my partner does. We get a great report that says, hey, here's how you responded. Here's a few questions you might want to discuss together tonight when you're looking at these results. By the way, this is how we help people as well. So we'd love to connect. So we've added value. We've uncovered opportunity. We've created some connection. That's And it can also be a referral tool. Clients can send these assessments to friends and family, but I think it cracks the code in a way of recognizing that most clients don't know how to refer, don't know when to refer. So we're just trying to give them tools that they can share, not because they're trying to introduce their advisor, but because they think it'll be helpful to someone. Yeah, leading with value, leading with education, leading with that sort of servant heart is vitally important for advisors to understand. All right, here's my favorite question. What what should I have asked you that I didn't? Well, look, I, I think we're all starting to recognize that we cannot just deliver good service and think that's enough. There was a time when, frankly, that would set you apart in this industry. It does not anymore. And so we've always believed that the missing piece of this is the client data, that the only person or the prospect, the only people who can tell you what the experience should be is the prospects and the clients. And yet we try to assume what that is. But what's got me excited or reinvigorated, I guess, despite having done this for a hundred years, is that For the first time, we're honestly seeing how technology can support this incredibly human process. And I just think that's cool. We're not, we're just trying to make advisors better at what they're already good at. And it's, that's, I think now we're seeing the evolution of deep human engagement supported by tech. 
All right. I'm sure that there are going to be people who want to reach out to you and find out more what's the best place for them to go and who, most importantly, should reach out. So AbsoluteEngagement.com, we've got our blog. We share all of our research there. Everything You can get access to everything. We try to get it out there publicly whenever we release anything new. And we work broadly with all advisors. It's If you've got clients and you've got a team, that's, that we're working with you. But in fairness, it's if those advisors who are interested in taking that step to, to really engage with prospects and clients, that's who we connect with. Julie, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for continuing to evolve an unbelievable product that was industry changing 15, 17 years ago when I first met you. And I'm so glad that you're now talking about the things, the actual philosophical and emotional underpinnings of the reasons why clients and prospects feel the way that they do. And I want everybody to be very clear, being able to plug something like this tool into your website, especially when you have a niche, this is really good stuff. Because again, you're gleaning the information that you need to own the audience, which Kirk and I have talked a lot about that recently. Remember, you don't own your LinkedIn audience. You don't own your Twitter audience or your Facebook audience. The only audience you own is the one that's in your CRM. And when we can glean that information with great talking points that when you do call them, which by the way, people don't usually pick up their phones, but when you do communicate with them, you know exactly, or at least you have a much better inkling of what they're looking for. Julie Littlechild, founder of Absolute Engagement. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you so much for everything you do. All right, everybody, last but not least, here's the deal. If you want to learn how to create great content, just go to podrocketacademy.com. Listen, it's freaking free. I don't know what else I need to tell you all to do this. It's free. Most importantly, you as the advisor, don't do it. Just have somebody on your team enroll in the academy because we know if we can help teach them to be better marketers, your whole firm is going to win. So for Julie and all of us here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Halloran. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the PodRocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.